Hey guys, it's Joe and Asa. Welcome to another week of Dinner Table Talks. The washing machine is on. The chicks are chirping over there in the corner. It's another coronavirus lockdown episode. And this week, we give away our very first table topics to go. Cooking, talking, playing, a little bit of crying. It's just one of those weeks. So pull up a chair. Dinner is served. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the dinner table. I am your host, Aislinn Campbell, and with me is my co-host. We'll call him second in command. <laughs> I'm very used to that. My name is Joe Hilliard. <laughs> Howdy, Joe. Howdy. Yeah, it's been a, a, a lot of every day is a new adventure. You know, you would think that I like that. <laughs> I know we were going to not go into it too deep here at the beginning, but that's the best way to put it. Every day is a new adventure. How was your day? I think that three weeks of processing that information is enough for us to not spend 10 minutes at the top of the show talking about what is on every single person's mind, and they probably are looking for an escape from. Yeah. You know, I haven't done this, um, but I think it's worthy of it. My new position, for those of you that don't know, is a director of marketing for a home health agency. And as you can all imagine, that's a pretty big job during this time period. A lot of my brain power is going into that right now. But in answer to your question, today was actually a good day. Well, I didn't ask. Didn't you ask? No. Well, I'm going to tell you anyway. You, you asked me, and then I said, let's <laughs> not talk about Corona. <laughs> Today was a good day. It's the dinner table. Every, anything can happen. How, how was your day today? It was a good day. Oh, I'm so glad that you talked <laughs> to me. And I learned a lot of things. This was your re-entrance back into the healthcare profession after a break. Yes. And who would have known? Right, exactly. The largest health scare <laughs> ever uh, since 1918 or whenever that. Who would have known? Like, yeah. I mean, everybody's in that space who would have known. But yeah, it's definitely a, an interesting time. So, Aislinn, prepare yourself for the well-known, the noise that gives you comfort. You don't even want to change it anymore. <laughs> Unanswered questions. Last week. You said that we would talk about the keto bagels that I bought from the farmer's market. Yes. An essential food hub in whatever town you're listening to this in. Yes. Your local farmer's market. Yes. Tell us about keto bagels and why we buy them. Well, because I am extremely limiting the amount of grain that I intake, which everyone kind of knows about. I will tell you that I have been sharing a half a beer with you right after work delicious best crafted beer because today's two... beer brought to you by rebel toad brewing right here from corpus christi I, I placed my order online i drove up to their back garage hector came out gloved with my crowlers mm -hmm. that's a canned growler of beer 32 ounces got them home washed them uh-huh now we can enjoy them mm -hmm. doing two things Number one, bringing in essential beers into our home. Mm -hmm. And number two, doing the little bit that we can to support a local business that is struggling. We talked about it. Yeah, that sucks. It sucks really bad. See, rather than do 10 minutes of Corona, we'll just weave it in throughout the whole show. Michael Cloud, who is our U.S. representative, mm -hmm. said that 10 million people have applied for unemployment, and that's only the beginning. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's the first wave. So, I mean, you know, real quick shout out local businesses that are essential. I put any kind of food providing business into that category. They should be doing the right things, which is uh, providing takeout in the safest way possible. Support, 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 support. Agreed. But you yeah. were saying you're drinking half a beer, and which is breaking your own grain-free rule. But I have I have decided there's a, a high level of stress related to my thyroid issues mm-hmm. <laughs> because my thyroid is uh, completely swollen up again, and mm. I am back to taking my thyroid medicine three times a day, and I'm back to taking some of the supplements that I was taking before. And so during this time, I've decided drinking half a beer is not going to kill me. You're trying to do grain-free as much as possible. So when I'm at the farmer's market, I'm going to grab you some grain-free bread items because they're just good to have in your life. Yep. You got me some grain-free bagels. I did. And you had put them in the fridge. They were covered with poppy seeds. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, I don't know exactly what we're going to do with them. But then you brought some out and made me a breakfast thing out of it. Yeah, we talked about that last week. We did some Egg McMuffins. And I used hamburger buns for everybody. But you got a sliced keto bagel. That's where the unanswered question came in, which leads us to one of the dinners we're going to talk about tonight, one of the meals we're going to talk about tonight. And so... Your garden overfloweth with tomatoes. Oh my God, I have the tomatoes. Yeah. And as we've been talking about over the last few weeks, I'm pretty excited about my whole tomato adventure and the tomatoes that I'm growing. I planted some seeds in late January, early February. They got to the point of being a tomato plant that got at least put in a pot that almost got ignored, but they actually started putting it on tomatoes in February when the weather was good. This time of year, as I'm planting the seeds for the next round, I'm getting green tomatoes that are turning, starting to turn red. And the three that I have are a black creme, they're all heirloom, a black creme, which is what's considered a purple tomato or a black tomato, Mm -hmm. a Cherokee purple, and a San Marzano. San Marzano is like what people know the Roma to be. Roma is also an heirloom tomato, but it's more of a sauce tomato. And then the Cherokee and the Black Creme are this savory style tomato. They actually grow really, really dark color. They look different, very different. They grow to where they look almost purple or black. When they say they're savory, most people that know garden tomatoes know the difference of flavors of tomatoes. If you buy tomatoes from the grocery store, generally you probably don't know that tomatoes have different flavors. And the reason why you don't know that is because you're not getting a full-flavored tomato when you buy it from the grocery store. Not often, yeah. Hardly. Mm -hmm. And the reason is, is because I've told you guys over the weeks and weeks and weeks about my method of ripening the tomatoes. You got to have a brown bag and you put it in the bag. Basically, the hormone from one tomato that's ripening helps another tomato ripen. And because of that, they've learned within the grocery industry, the best way to get tomatoes to you is to ship them to you. They pick them off the vine green, sometimes still completely green, and then they gas them with the hormone that causes them to turn red. Well, if you cut up in a tomato a lot of times these days, you're going to see that it's actually white on the inside, which means it was never ripe to begin with. And the gas that they use turned the outside red, but not the inside red. So the skin is ripened with the gas, but the tomato doesn't get a boost in... Well, if a tomato hasn't begun to ripen on the vine already, then it's never going to get ripe on the inside really good. And so it doesn't have the same sort of flavor that a real ripened tomato has. How many times have we been at a thing where someone bites into one of your tomatoes 
tomatoes perhaps or some other kind of farmer's market tomato and go, my God, I haven't tasted this kind of flavor in a tomato in forever. It's because we're eating. Right. It's completely different. Eh, we shouldn't get down. So, uh, so that being said, this savory tomato is something new to people. And what it is is that it doesn't have that same either sweet, like paste tomato style, like the Romar San Marzano, or tart, like a red cherry tomato or a pear tomato or something like that. Well, you've become a tomato ripening expert. So you'll sometimes say... In two days, mm-hmm. I've got this one tomato. Yeah. And we'll do a, a tossed salad and put some tomatoes in it. Well, last night, and you posted on our Facebook social media stuff, I had one ripe, what's called a beefsteak tomato, which mm-hmm. is the tomato is the size of a cutting bag. your hamburger, yeah. like, you, you know, that kind of style. So I made a caprese salad. So what is that? It's mozzarella, basil, balsamic vinegar, tomato. That's what a caprese salad is. Mm, you can dice it. You can, you can chop do it, it however yeah. you want to. But the way that I made it was I sl- you buy a, one of those big buffalo mozzarella balls uh-huh. and you slice the mozzarella, then you slice your tomato, then you put a couple leaves of basil, you slap your uh, balsamic vinegar, or like just kind of string it across the top or drip it on it. And then you do some really good uh, sea salt and black and good black pepper. You, here's the deal. And anyone that's listening that's ever sat down and ate with me before is going to understand what I'm about to say. When I eat tomatoes or ketchup or anything with tomato sauce in it, I pour pepper on top. Black pepper. Literally, like, take the top off the pepper shaker. Mm -hmm. It's so funny that people notice it about me. Yeah. Pour the pepper on top of the tomato. What are you doing? <laughs> I've heard that many, many times when someone's eating a French fries and ketchup with you. Yeah, that's... What, what, what are you doing? Well, you have to do it for those sweet ketchup type things, but every tomato needs pepper, in my opinion. You got to have pepper in your tomato. Some good sea salt on top of it. And, and then uh, it's like Hunter, an appetizer. Hunter, Hunter, my son, came running. Like, he, mm. he's, he enjoys I want some of that. Well, you said, I'm going to have a bigger batch of tomatoes. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, our mind's real. We could do a spaghetti sauce. We could do a... And I think we had just done something like a spaghetti sauce already. You're right. And you said you could do tomato basil soup because I've got enough basil growing where I can contribute the fresh basil Mm -hmm. and make a tomato basil soup. So that was our meal. And as we'll do a lot of times when we make a soup... Prior to your grain-free, I'd make some grilled cheeses. Yes, exactly. But now that you're grain-free... I've got those bagels in yes. the refrigerator. Yes. Slice that bagel in half, put some good goat cheese. Goat cheese on top. And then I stuck that on top of the griddle, the cast iron griddle, with a upside down cast iron pot on top of it so that the heat stays inside and just melts the cheese without mm. over baking the bread. And for the kids and myself, I made just a good old fashioned grilled cheese sandwich. But yeah, we made a really mean uh, roasted tomato basil soup. Did you hear me say roasted? Roasted. I cut all of your beautiful tomatoes in half, put them on a cookie sheet with uh, in a 400 degree oven, 45 minutes. And you're trying to get a little bit of burn, a little bit of blister on those tomatoes, infuse a roasted flavor into them. Then you just make your tomato basil soup the way you always do. With the fresh basil, though, that was really, really awesome. Yeah. I need more basil. I yeah. didn't give you as much basil as the recipe called for. We could have used a little extra basil, probably. And then last night when I made my caprese, I cut off too much basil. So the basil went to waste last night. What? But there's going to be more basil than we know what to do with before too long. So, uh, And the other thing I would say is, is that I like a very, very blended tomato soup. A little too chunky? Well, this will be the second time you've made a soup 
that you didn't use the Vitamix, mm-hmm. and I will caution you to never make a cream soup without using the Vitamix from now Next on. Next time I make tomato basil soup, what was the other soup that you're talking about? I, remember, I recall. I don't remember. It was not too long ago, and it was the same situation, and I was like, you got to use the Vitamix. That's what so it's for. you don't want chunks of tomato in your basil soup. You want it to be silky smooth. Yes. I'm with you. Okay. Done yeah. deal. Done deal next time. A good creamy tomato soup blended all the way up with some dipping cheese bread. Mm. That is one of my most favorite things to eat. It's also one of my son's most favorite things to eat. He, he buys jars of tomato soup. I know it up at college. Can I tell you something? What? You're the most beautiful woman in the world. Oh my God. My hair looks so bad right now. Well, uh, we were, we did an occasion. <laughs> we'll talk about this next week, a video that you and I shot and put up on the internet. But you told me after the fact, I wish you hadn't put me on video. I wasn't intending on being on video because I hate the way my hair looks. <laughs> and I thought to myself, what the hell are you talking about? You're the most beautiful woman in the world. Well, a couple of things that have affected me recently. As we've been talking about this thyroid thing, I have put on 20 pounds from the beginning of this whole thyroid thing. So that is affecting me in terms of, you know, you wear it really that, well. I, I don't, well, I don't see it on you. Anybody. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing is that anybody that, that knows me is like, what the hell are you talking about, Aislinn? And what it is, is that when I say I gained 20 pounds, if I'd have gained 10 pounds, that would have been pretty normal because I was 10 pounds underweight. So that transition would have been okay. But then putting on an extra 10 pounds has really shifted the shape of my face and my arms. In the midst of that, the reason people don't recognize me, like Rose, our neighbor said, I didn't even realize that was you. And it's because not only have I put on 20 pounds, but I've also cut off all my hair. My hair used to like reach the top of my butt crack. Right. And then all of a sudden I just cut it all off and then colored it red. And it was looking really good. And I'd had it that way for, I don't know, five months in terms of like super short pixie cut. And then just in the last two months, I colored it red. We colored it red. I I didn't do it myself. I go to the hairdresser. I'm like one of those ladies now that goes to the hairdresser once a week and gets her hair did. (laughs) I'm serious. Like my grandmother used to do. You get your hair set and gossip under the uh, the dryers that are over your head. Talk to my hairstylist. Yes, exactly. That's exactly That's exactly how I imagine it in my head. Thank you for confirming that. No, I go in and we gossip and it's beautiful and wonderful. And she's become one of my best friends. On that case, let's say design concepts and salon if you live in corpus christi deidre is my hairdresser and she owns that company and she's amazing that being said i got a call that they needed to reschedule my appointment which was on saturday the saturday before we're recording this Mm -hmm. just a few days ago right they call me back again and they're like we're not even going to be able to open until may 1st and i was like oh my god i'm gonna look like (laughs) carrot top (laughs) i'm gonna have a mullet because my this, hair... This haircut was designed to be maintained. Every and two, now it's not going to be maintained. Every two weeks oh, to get a trim. I'm so glad I'm bald. And uh, to get a wash and not it's set. It's not a set, but styled mm-hmm. or whatever. And now I need to like get in there and do some fixing of my own hair. And do you have a plan? No. <laughs> I'm just giving up. I'm just going to... Thank God nobody sees me Lots right now. Lots of hats. Well, people know that you wear hats, so that's not going to be a problem. Oh, no. This is so bad. This is so bad. You know, I... And it's only going to get worse for everyone because, I mean, look down. Look at look at these. 
Wow. Not only do I have a habit of hair, but I also have a habit of getting uh, well, pedicures. Look, we're coming up with all kinds of fun things to do at the house. I'll give you a pedicure. Um, I'll give you a pedicure. Unanswer question. Next week, did Joe give Aislinn a pedicure? The answer will be yes. Well, I don't have anything to give a pedicure with here. All I need is polish, and all I need is the clippers, and all I need is polish remover. I don't think I have any of that. We have it. That'll be an interesting occasion. Yeah, we're taking pictures of that. Well, they look horrible. They're all cracked and grown out, and I finally cut them the other day or tore them. A friend of ours that you know, male, posted on Facebook, hey, does anyone know a mobile barber that could come over and give me a haircut yeah I said this today can we get to go haircuts and, hair and i said <laughs> and i just i replied people were giving suggestions i was like no exclamation point and he goes huh i said no don't bring people into your home you're not paying attention to what's going on there are people having pedicure people come into their home no I'll i would have let the housekeeper come in no i'll take care of that pedicure don't worry I will tell you that one of the funniest memes I've seen throughout the entire thing uh-huh. of it looked like teenagerish or college ageish people laying on their beds in two different rooms with their cell phones. Right. And the girl says, hey, do you miss me? On her text, on her phone. <laughs> yeah. And the guy says... No, but I sure do miss my barber. <laughs> and I laughed and laughed because I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. that. I miss my housekeeper. I miss my barber. The best memes are the pedicurist. most relatable memes. Yeah. Well, I can tell you that as a bald man, I am getting a little lazy myself, not shaving it as often as I should. And if you didn't hear my treatise on balding while you're using all of this spare at home time, go back to episode eight and listen to that. I really like that episode. We brought up something last week hmm. that I just kind of wanted to backtrack to, and that was that you had made a roast. Well, we talked about the quesadillas that were the roast leftovers. Correct. But And you've made a roast before, yeah. and we're always, everybody in the house is always kind of like, roast. Right. You know? And then we talked about whether you're going to put potatoes and carrots in, and you're like, nobody really likes the potatoes and carrots. And then you were like, but I'm going to throw a couple of them in there anyways. And you ended up making the best roast and the best potatoes and carrots in a roast that I have ever eaten, Well, I talked a few weeks ago about how I am limited in how I'm using the Instant Pot. I only use it for a few things, but I need to branch out. I've always made my mother's roast, and I think it's a delicious roast, but it's in the oven. It's slow and low. It takes a long time. You know, you can undercook it. You can overcook it. But here's what's going on. I'm, I'm working. I come home. The stress of work is amplified not only by Corona, but also by just the general sense that Corona exists and that just kind of like the mental burden and the stress that that... Well, not to cut you off and to point out, but you overdo the screen time, news time... Oh, I've talked about that. Interaction with people on screen, screen time. But regard... Well, that's that's your opinion, and maybe we're just two different people and we do it two different ways. But for me, it's just that this thing exists, the uncertainty of it, the all of it. it it's, just a, it's just more in your mind. So by the time I get home, I mentioned this last week, I want to sit in the garden for a while and just go... And it's... Sundown is later, so I don't have to... I can. I feel like I can put dinner off, but before I know it, it's, it's time to go. And our meals can be pretty labor-intensive. And I love it, and I'm so glad to do it, but I did not look forward to some kind of two-and-a-half, three-hour pot roast situation. So I was like, nope, I'm doing Instant Pot. 
Yep. I'm doing a roast in an instant pot. Of which my mom has encouraged. Of course. And the best thing encouraged. that I did, because I, when I do a chicken in the instant pot, I always put it in frozen. I pull it out of the freezer. I put it right in. But with a roast, you've got two options. You can do that. Or if it's thawed, you can sear it. I'm so glad that I was using a thawed roast. I thawed the roast out to do it in the oven. And then when I moved to the Instant Pot, that was the best thing. I will never do a roast in the Instant Pot frozen because it needs that sear. Gotcha. It, it, it just so enhances the flavor and locks in the juice of the roast so that when you cook it, and this one cooked, and it was about a three-pound roast, and I cooked it in the Instant Pot for about 35 minutes. I was concerned because 35 minutes of cooking root vegetables, carrots and potatoes that I'd put in there, and I also put in some onion and garlic and other things to enhance the flavors. I thought they'd be mushy and the roast would be fine. You're right. It all came out perfect. The meat was cooked perfectly and the vegetables tasted so good because they weren't mm-hmm. mushy and overcooked. They were like the kind of vegetables your kids like, the perfectly steamed vegetables yeah. that your kids like yeah. that are not soaked in a bunch of yeah. goo cooked down, you know, whatever. <laughs> They tasted like that, and so they were really good, and I ate all of the I'm leftovers of them and everything. And the time that you save with that Instant Pot, I'm about to go down your mother's path and cook everything in it. There you go. And everything that makes sense anyway. So having teenagers at the dinner table and talking pot roast and all of that, and of course, coronavirus and all of it that comes with it, you got to do some village parenting is easier with a village type of parenting. Well, you have to back up a little bit. School doesn't exist. Right. I mean, they're doing some online school stuff. Savannah talked about that on Table Topics last week. Yeah. But there's a lot of alone time. If you're like most American parents is consumed with screens, the phone, the gaming device, the laptop might be different for your home, but those kids are locked into their screens. The conversations I'm having with parents at work, mm-hmm. my kids are on their screens all day. The conversations I'm having with most other parents, it's like I'm having to crowbar the screens out of their hands just for a little while. They're, mm-hmm. they're just immersing themselves in it. Yeah, like the adults are. <laughs> right? It's true. But this is all day. I mean, if you've got, if you're still going to work, or ours is all day too, because we're at work doing it do, all yeah, day. Yeah, you're at work now doing a lot of teleconferencing. A screen is vital. A screen is all day. Important. I'm on a screen yeah, all right. day, which is the reason why I get up and go outside and turn the screen off. Although I move over to the TV screen for a little while and sit there and play with it. And so one of my daughter's friends' mothers reached out. Mm-hmm. This screen time is too much. They're staying up too late. I'm going to bed at a normal time, but my daughter, her talking is up to all hours of the night. Which is never good. And we had just been talking about it at the dinner table Mm -hmm. the night before. And it's like, what is the curfew for screen time after we all fall asleep? And since they're not having to wake up at a normal hour, they're, you know, up all night. (laughs) Unsupervised teen girls on screens in the middle of the night just kind of gives me the willies. Yep. Because a lot of stuff happens and it can never happen to you, but a lot of stuff happens. Yep. You got... All of the parents of your daughter's crew together. So we got on screens. All the parents. I <laughs> uh, had a text conversation. Hey, anyone else feel a little uncomfortable with our kids staying up too late on screens while we're asleep like irresponsible adults? And everyone unanimous. Yep. So we laid down the rules for everybody together, all parents watching. And I feel so much more comfortable about the situation now. Yeah, it takes a village. Uh, and I, I, I believe that I agree with it. And I'm just excited. I don't know if I told you this, but my daughter is actually coming home over the weekend. Oh, I didn't know that. Or as long as they're still well over uh-huh. there at yeah. the other house, and we're still well, and no one is showing any signs of not being well at either house. 
She's going to come spend the weekend over here. Wonderful. I don't care what anyone says or anyone's opinion about that because I need to see my daughter. Yeah. And uh, be so good it's to see been her. so hard to yeah. not be with her. And, and I have, I've really left her with her dad because he has a younger child. And it's really, it's boring here in this house during the work week. Because like you just said, they're hanging out on the screens all day in their bedrooms. And her being with her sister and doing schoolwork and helping and helping out with her sister and doing activities with her sister and doing artwork with her sister and all that stuff is a good place for her to be. Do you know what Hunter told me today? What? You know that he is home from college because college is closed. Right. He was taking zero online courses. The college has moved to 100% online courses. And clearly there must have been a ramp up. Uh-huh. Then having to figure out exactly how that works. Yes. For the first time today, he told me, my classwork today was real uh-huh. and difficult. Well, and I, all of a sudden, over the last two days, the kids have begun setting up offices and using the printer. Did Savannah send you a message and say he's bring home paper from, uh, yeah, off, I from the some. office? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden, the printer started going off. Yeah. And, and Hunter was in at the table, set up like he had his own little workstation. Right. And I was like, oh, we're all working now. This is kind of interesting and fun. And, you know, they could overhear me as I'm talking work talk, you know, and I have colleagues now in the house. That's funny. And we've touched on this before, this concept of how this experience, this community, global, national, statewide experience is propelling us forward on things that we would eventually have gotten to. But now it's all accelerated out of necessity. See, my son was taking zero online courses. And now he's taking 100% online courses. If you don't think college is going to change because of this, if you don't think shopping is going to change because of this, if you don't think priorities are going to change because of this, family priorities, where we spend our money, how we support our community. Mm. Then your bubble's too small. It's going to (laughs) be an interesting world when we get on the other side of this no doubt. Curve. No doubt. We've talked about that a few times. So how we're managing, how we're parenting, all of that stuff is at the dinner table and everywhere else in between. And we're trying to figure it out the, just like everyone else Well, is. I have an unanswered question from last week. Should have done it at the top, but I'll do it now. No gong needed. Did you get over your aversion to take out food in the hopes of A... We get to cook a meal or two less mm-hmm. and B, to support some of our local friends and local businesses that we love so much. I did. And we're about... Oh, thank God. <laughs> well, I didn't get over it that much. So you get over it and get to cooking. Right. Um, <laughs> but, as soon as I turn uh, off the microphones, yeah. I'm making chicken noodle soup. <laughs> but I will admit that even before the meal that we're about to talk about, I had to go out and get my paycheck. That was a thing that happened Oh, that was the week. first time you'd left the house in quite a few days. Yes, yeah, so I went and drove and feel? got my... Oh, it was great. Actually, I, I have left once already this week mm-hmm. to go by the post office. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I figured out I could set stuff out on the porch and the mailman would pick it up. So I haven't done that in a couple of days. But since this is my home office, they better pick up my mail, right? The postal system has got to be overwhelmed right now because no one was using the postal system I don't even uh, want to talk a month about ago. The <laughs> and they were already like... A struggling governmental program. Every time I, I love you all if you're a postal worker. How is the mail? I hesitate to say. I it. just have, I have just heard and seen that there's a little bit of slowdown. But like how does it the from mail one to two days not to two a to three corona days. delivery system? How is it not? Oh, it, I'm sure that it is. Okay. But I mean, so is all, all of the exchange. So is the grocery store. So every is, exchange, every exchange, you just have our limit. You know, the idea is limiting your exchange. Um, so you pouring yourself some more beer over there? 
<laughs> Postal service freaked me out. <laughs> I had to go to my office to pick up my paycheck. But on my way home, I texted the kids at home who had been at that point last week toward the end. That was Friday of last week, literally eating whatever or nothing in the house for a week for lunch or breakfast and oh, uh, ate nothing that was available. Uh, oh, there was. I'm not saying there was not food available. It's just that I How think many everybody's sandwiches ner- can you have? Yeah, I mean, because this week I have actually eaten, and I've noticed them eating a little bit more. But like, I think we were just all like, I don't think anybody shocked. Nobody knew what to do. Nobody knew. Yeah. Nobody was hungry. Nobody, you know, whatever. So now we're getting, you know, we're settling into the new right. world and getting a little more comfortable. And that being said, I knew that this would be good for them. I knew we hadn't eaten out and I was craving Mexican food. And the truth of the matter is, is that when it comes down to it, I am Tex-Mex to the core, baby. I want my taqueria and I want it quick. And I don't know if I can live a life without it. My first takeout during the COVID experience was taqueria pickup. And I was really glad I did it. I bet that they were happy about that. Oh, they too. were. She was. I mean, they, and it was, I pulled up to the one that we always go to and they were completely closed. They're open again. And then I pulled up to the other one mm-hmm. and they had a big sign on the door that said, no entry, mm-hmm. call us at this phone number and we will bring the food out to you. Right. And so I did exactly that. And I'm like, I'm sitting right out here and ordered Mexican food and they delivered it to the car. And then that was a whole experience walking in the door, which I know we're about to talk about again. But let's start there with sure. this, uh, this story about then ordering to go just a couple nights ago from one of our favorite restaurants in town. Some of our best friends in town, Bellino's Ristorante Italiano. Well, I called and placed my order. And I scheduled it for about an hour and a half after I ordered it so that you and I could sit in the garden and go, <sighs> at the end of a long day. Mm-hmm. They said, call us when you get here. But we love that restaurant. We know that restaurant. We know most of the wait staff and all of the folks. And so if someone poked their head out just to see what was going on, our friend Amanda, mm-hmm. she came out. I called her today, by she, the way, because I just needed to give her some love and well, just left her a voicemail. Well, she stood 10 feet away from the open car window and we had a nice little chit chat while the food was still being prepared. Mm-hmm. Then out it comes, gloves, prepaid, so you don't have to handle, you know, transaction. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got it home. Is that where you wanted me to yes. push pause? I br- I'm bringing in two big bags of food. Yes. And I'm like, okay, to-go this is how you have to do this because I've already had this experience. You need to open up the bags and then go wash your hands and then get out your plates Open up your containers. Get out the plates that we own. Yeah. But your hands are clean because right. between opening up the bags right. and now you know which which thing is which, who's what, and whatever. And then after that, and this is how I'm directing the kids the day that I brought in the taqueria Mexican food as well. Now you've opened the bags. You've decided which plate is yours. And now you need to wash your hands. Okay. Now go get a clean plate and put it out. Okay. Now go open up your container. Okay. Now wash your hands. <laughs> now go get that fork. And then scoop your food out. Don't touch Don't touch the container. Scoop your food out onto your plate that's clean. Okay, good. Now take your left hand that's dirty. Go put the container over in the trash can. Okay, now go back and wash your hands again. And now you can take your clean plate of food and eat it. Make sure we wipe down all the countertops mm-hmm. with the where we set any of this stuff you down. Gotta sanitize at. where the outside food had <laughs> set down onto the uh, the surface. Yes, but you had done something even more beautiful than any of that, which worked out that? perfectly timed. Or maybe they did it. I don't really know which occurred first. But as we were getting all of our food on the plate, we get a video call 
So Com- complete serendipity. As we are literally about to sit down to eat Bellino's Ristorante Italiano takeout, our friend and chef calls us on video conferencing to talk uh, because we had been kind of saying we were going to set something up with them and virtual happy hour together. Yeah, exactly. So they were sitting out on their back porch, him and his wife, um, my good friend, Susan. And so we had dinner with them. Mm -hmm. We talked, we had, they've been so busy that they were taking a much needed night off yes. and it was all just worked out perfect. And we toasted a glass of red wine. And so it was as if we were having dinner with our friends and actually kind of very similar to being at the restaurant because a lot of times when we're at the restaurant, you know, they're still working and we're drinking wine, but they're, they're coming and going and they're kind of, they're on the other side of the bar mm-hmm. and they're coming in and out. And, it, and if we stay late into the evening, we might catch a little more of them to sit down and eat and drink with. We had so. your birthday party there back in episode 18. Oh, yes. And, if and you they wanna, definitely sat down and If you want to do us. a deep dive into our love of this Italian food restaurant, go back to episode 18. Listen to that. But so real quick, I ordered the same thing that I got that night at your birthday party. Yeah. The carbonara is so freaking good. What'd you get? Well, I noticed that he had, they've redone their menu a little bit for this to-go thing. Mm-hmm. And he had his um, Italian hamburger on there. Right. Well, they're making all their bread and he makes an aioli and he makes ketchup and he makes, you know, all of that. So I was like, well, I want a burger with no bun, but somehow we ended up with the bun, which I ended up eating half of it because I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And they make delicious homemade bread, and I couldn't help it. And it was the bottom part of the bun that had all the delicious aioli on it. It was just a bread plate. No big deal. It was just a bread plate. You ate the plate. And then the plato vegano, which is one of my favorite dishes of theirs. It's Romanesco broccoli, cauliflower, and then it's got like a tomato type of vegan sauce on it. Pecans, fennel, tomatoes. And then Savannah got broad noodle with a tomato meat sauce on it. Mm. Then the best part of the whole thing, leftovers the next night. I didn't Mm -hmm. have to cook for two nights in a row. Mm -hmm. I loved it. It was very good. And when we did the leftovers up the next night, I got to serve up that Caprese salad I was talking about earlier, which was delicious too. (sighs) So. It's uh, I cook. We're dining well in the oh, all yeah. of this. What's what's least. new? Thirty one weeks into this whole podcast, people know we eat good. Yeah. <laughs> well, would you like to play some table topics? I would love to play some table topics. Okay, you're asking me. I want the most controversial, maybe a little naughty. Let's do the bachelorette party. Okay, let's see. I'm pulling one out. <laughs> this is very good. Good. <laughs> Hit me. Are you ready? Yes. Table topics. What outfit of the brides would you like to steal? So at a bachelorette party, it's all girls. So this makes sense. Yeah. What bit of your wardrobe would I want to steal? (laughs) How are you going to answer that question? What bit of your wardrobe do I want to steal? Okay. I can't think of anything. Oh, okay. First of all, your stuff's not going to fit me, but you have some really good beer t-shirts that I like. Mm-hmm. I'm going to avoid all the dresses, all the skirts, all the shoes. You're not very naughty. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not, I don't, I don't wear that. <laughs> none of my shoes would fit you. No, none of your clothes would fit me. Your hats wouldn't even fit me. So we have to assume <laughs> that they would. At a bachelorette party, you're going to see some girls that are all different sizes. So answering the same question... I can't think of a thing. 
this question's no good because I don't have a good answer. <laughs> That's a good one. Can you think of something that I would want to steal from your wardrobe? Yeah, you would steal the naughty clothes and put them on to like show off. You would. I I I, I would steal. You've done that before. You've put what? on. You've taken like a tube top thing or whatever and like put it on and like wiggled around in front of me like. Ha, 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 you oh, know. Yeah. You've done that. I can do that. Well, that's what I, I might you were do that say. tonight. <laughs> oh yeah. I think I will. <laughs> You've put my dress, a dress of mine on Okay, let me see if you got an answer. What's something from... I, there's all kinds of stuff in my wardrobe that you... All my hats. Yeah, yeah I steal your hats. You do steal my hats. I would steal your, your button-down shirts. Yeah. So that I could, like, put a belt around it. If you didn't wear the shit out of your boots, I would probably steal your boots. Um, I do wear the shit out of my boots. You wear them until they're dead, man. Yeah. Until they're like dead, dead. I don't like spending money. Till they're till you're walking sideways because you walk sideways and then you've worn literally the you've, the, the soles are completely gone and so sideways <laughs> you have to walk sideways now. Guilty. I definitely would steal sweaters from you. Mm-hmm. That was still a lot of your clothes. Yeah, your oh. clothes are very feminine. What about chambray shirts? Like some nice cool chambray shirts. What about some colored jeans? You oh, like that oh, kind that, of stuff. that white mosquito proof shirt of yours. Uh, the you fishing that shirt. One. That's yeah, a pretty yeah, good one. Yeah, yeah. But like I said, you got some really good beer t-shirts. You have great style. I like your style a lot, but it just fits you, not me. So I'm coming up short. I thought you be. would be a good funny guy like you usually are. Come up with something really good. Like, I'm not going to start cross-dressing just to steal your clothes. You, you, you've done it before. You have put on things before. Because I was thinking of you. You love to put on your like Halloween wigs and like yeah. come out like, I'm going out like this. Especially you know? <laughs> when my daughter is on a group chat with all of her friends. I like to come in with a wig on. We, we always save all of our Halloween wigs. Oh, yeah. We've got a costume we, box. We think they're funny. Sure. And they're fun to play with. I don't like to go to parties, but I do love costume parties. Right. Yeah. So therefore, I don't really get dressed up very often for costume parties. But if I did go to parties, then I would go to costume parties. And you'd be stocked with costume options. That's true. It's finally time to give away another box of table topics. <laughs> Four episodes ago. <laughs> and it was cute and it was about your mom. The question was, how are you like your mother? Yes. Well, who won? Michelle Lapierre Donnelly. Her answer is awesome. I give the same looks now and say the same things she did when I was a teenager. Yep. So Michelle Donnelly. We'll get in touch with you. And you have won. A Table Topics to Go giveaway pack. Perfect. And if you don't want us to mail that to you right now, because you're afraid we might send you coronavirus, <laughs> we completely understand. Or we can give it to you and then you can spray with Lysol when you get it home. There you go. You <laughs> Let us play know. Table Topics at your own home. Yes. I actually think that Michelle Donnelly is one of the local business restaurant owners in town. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Good. So, well, that was a lot. And I think that we have a lot more to talk about in the near future. We hope that you all are doing very, very well out there and that you are celebrating all of the moments in life that you can celebrate and that you love and enjoy and that you're staying well. Just remember that everyone is dealing with a high level of anxiety and we're all doing the best that we can. And anything you can do to help contribute to the calming and the neighborhood love and all of those things, do that 
do that more than you do the, I'm angry at you because you're not doing it right. Or I'm angry at you because you made a mistake. Um, because we're all just doing the best that we can. That was a beautiful. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go raid your closet. I have a really great sequin dress in there. Hey, thank you so much for joining us at the dinner table tonight. Of course, there's always many ways you can reach out and get in touch with us. Facebook, Instagram, dinnertabletalks.com. Send us a message or give us a review. Make sure that you're listening and sharing with your friends. All those things make more people have access to the dinner table with Aislinn and Joe. We look forward to seeing you next week.